0: Congratulations, everyone. You've downloaded episode 48 of Apotheosis of a Bombast. I'm Ultimate Manus in the UK, stranded with a volcano blowing up in Iceland. <laughs> and my co-host tonight, as ever, is the immaculate Scott Gopperman. Hello. How are you? How are you? I hear you're um, suffering with poison ivy.
1: Uh, yeah, well, I hope that's what it is. Yeah, you know, normally you don't go around telling people, I have this rash. Look at it. Yeah. But I just I noticed I've been sitting here while we were talking before and I just kept, you know, scratching at the same spot on my hand and either I've been scratching for a long time or it may be the start of poison ivy. Which would make sense. It's that time of year. It's nice and warm and things are getting green and uh, working in the yard. It's not leprosy or anything like that. No, no, nothing's fallen off yet.
0: I've only ever seen one film uh, with leprosy in it. I remember someone, was it a, a boat crashed on an island and some guy fancied another woman but she had leprosy so he went off with her. It wasn't one of these dodgy films you can find weird places. And then he had to say goodbye to his friends and his fingers were missing and... Yeah. Uh, he shared a cigar with a woman, I think it was. ah, And he caught leprosy that way. Uh, uh, it's always stuck with me. I, uh, God knows what film it is but... Yeah.
1: I had read a book after – I guess it was like um, early teenage years. I had read uh, Lord of the Rings and all those books. And then I uh, looking for other books. Uh, it Piers Anthony, he has some books and the River, River World books I read. And there was another series called uh, The Chronicles of Thomas Covenant, uh, The White Gold Wielder. He has a white gold wedding ring, Okay. which somehow he gets uh, sucked into this – other reality i don't remember all the details but the fact his wedding ring was white gold was a big deal and and it was just slightly similar to uh lord of the rings like similar enough plus the fact it had naughty words in it that made me go "Ooh, i'm gonna read this as i'm a 14 year old right Um, but anyway he um has leprosy and so that was really my first first exposure and actually really the only time i i can remember seeing like a main character that has uh uh been afflicted with the disease yeah, like a, a- but my understanding of the disease came from that book you know that and having to look things up because i wasn't really sure what they were talking
0: about yeah it's a fabled thing though isn't it i don't think you meet many people down the road with the leprosy
1: i don't know is it's one of those things that's kind of been treated yeah. and it's now in uh yeah um like smallpox and such, you know, only yeah. certain parts of the world are afflicted. Yeah. Is, is
0: smallpox gone then? Totally gone?
1: I I think there are stockpiles of the disease, like as a as a weapon almost, but...
0: Really? Ah. Not so, just in case you take it away from the food chain. I think the idea was to take, to, ta- to be
1: able to create a vaccine if necessary, but I, I believe it's been largely
0: wiped out. Right. What would happen if we totally wiped it off the earth? Would something just replace it then? You see, like you have like a yin and yang sort of thing. If you, if you lose all the bees in the world, then everything goes mental, doesn't it? So if you remove smallpox, it has to be in a jar somewhere sitting <laughs> there to exist.
1: Well, I don't know. But then it can't have an impact on anything else. But I wonder if it... I don't think it... Uh... Does any good It's not like anything Benefits from that In some way Like I guess Mites are Killing the bees And The bees uh, Take care of the flowers And all that kind of stuff But Mm. I don't know I don't know What ends up happening Like a lot of times I think Let's say You see a science fiction movie About a plague And It gets down to the end And and There's just the survivors Like the The book The Stand Is that kind of thing Like a, a plague wipes out that's not a spoiler or anything it's right in, right in the first two pages It's right. a plague gets out it kills most of the world's population and, and then there are some people who survive
0: I'm not planning to read that book I've seen the thickness of that book oh yeah
1: it's like 900 pages yeah and, and personally I wasn't particularly thrilled with the ending but anyway they, it, whether, regardless of how it ends you would assume that there will be a group of survivors and they go on and they rebuild civilization or whatever But they survive because they're immune to the disease or they're able to, they're not afflicted in the same way.
0: Carry on. I'm just kicking my cat out of the room.
1: That's all right. But assuming that that's the case, then the disease is still there. So, like, let's say aliens were to come, you know, what what happens to them? And that actually comes up in that book at one point. Um, A couple has a baby Mm -hmm. and they don't know if the immunity to the disease is genetic. They're afraid that the baby will be born not immune because again the disease is still there. It hasn't been wiped out. I'm glad we're but, talking about this apocalyptic stuff. I don't know. Well it's the good. leprosy thing. It was kinda neat. But I just this Thomas Covenant, I, I haven't read it in a long time. It's another one of those things that has like eight books to the series or five I don't know. There was a lot of books to the series. Yeah. Actually it may have only been three. <laughs> but whatever it was, <laughs> eight, it was five great. or three. It was great and then it got to be okay. And then by the time I got to the end Kind of fizzled. I I actually even felt that way a little bit about Lord of the Rings because I had read The Hobbit and then I read um, the three main books. And then they have like other books. I, I wonder if say one of them is like S- The Similarian or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. My dad's got a copy of that.
1: He's actually got then three copies of it. A collection of short stories, which you know, you're all into it and you're like, oh, I want more, I want more. And then you kind of like, eh, this is not quite the same or. It's too much, and it just kind of leaves a, not a bad taste, but
0: you wish you'd stopped a little bit earlier. Yeah, that's similar. Didn't, um, I can't pronounce the name of it, but didn't Tolkien start that and his son finish it? I think so. It's only just, a familiar. new release, or well, in the last couple of years anyway, if you want to call a new release that. Because the, the books by Piers Anthony,
1: let me see, I forget what they're called. It's a series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same idea, though. Let's see. It's another one of those, um, like Alan Dean Foster and all those those kind of things where it's alternate reality and,
0: oh, what are they called? It's not the Choose Your Own
1: Adventure books, because they are wicked. No, those are good. But they're all independent, too. Yeah. Uh, Similarly with uh, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe books.
0: I didn't like them. didn't like those at all.
1: And that has even, like, a bunch of different characters that kind of get introduced. They're almost like mini trilogies.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there was a book that I loved, absolutely loved. Um, it's called The Ivanhoe Gambit. And it was written under the pen name, I think it's Simon Hawk. And it's about uh, time travel. And so you go to some point in the future, and the society has decided that wars are too destructive. So... Rather than solve their conflicts with battles, they go to some sort of um, – I don't know if it's an agency or, or – I can't remember if everyone has their own group or if, if you're assigned players. But basically, if two countries have a conflict, it will be settled in the past. So they go to some old battle like the Revolutionary War or the American Civil War or some Roman battle and they just mix in bodies into the, <laughs> into the army. Right. and Into the battle that goes on there. And then basically you get 10, 10 people put on one side. I get 10 people put on another side. They fight. And when the war is over, the survivors are called back. And uh, whoever has the most survivors wins kind of
0: thing. Right.
1: And then they, they agree to accept the, the consequence. But what ends up happening inevitably is someone goes and they they tinker with something. They leave something behind. And... And it was a neat set of books And they went to a number of famous different periods Like Ivanhoe was the first one The uh, Scarlet Pimpernel was another one uh, And this one with Robin Hood in it A it, whole bunch of famous time periods And it was great, I loved it And again, like book five I just got to be like, okay I get it
0: I Yeah, know. drag I it on know. a little bit
1: yeah. yeah, even though it was a, it was a great story I just, I don't know Maybe I don't have the patience for that kind of thing
0: But there are some things I really like yeah. Like Lost, I, I like watching that. I remember when I was at school, a science teacher told me about a, a sci-fi book. I, I don't remember the title, but I remember there have been three or five books in this, and they're huge books that I'm never, ever going to read. They're like the uh, Dune books. They're huge as well. Um, yeah,
1: I never really got into them. I tried to read them, but...
0: Yeah. Well, th- this story was about uh, a, colony, a colony... Yeah, a colony on a big starship and the universe was collapsing and somehow they managed to get outside of the universe as it collapsed, let another big bang happen and then they came back to Earth or mm. came back to where they were. It was a really good idea and I got, oh, I think, oh, 10 pages into it and I was like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> so I found out from the, the science teacher what it was all about but I, I can't remember but it sounds like a really good book.
1: Do you like uh, like TV shows that are ongoing, or do you kind of prefer each each episode to be self-contained? You know, books or or TV shows, but well, TV shows is probably more applicable.
0: Uh, duh, 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 duh. See, everyone knows I'm a big fan of Lost and the story arc, yep. arc on that. I love that long story arc. But that's of
1: kind it. of the exception. The uh, it, I would let's say let's say a new show comes on and it's. Um, it's like a science fiction-y kind of show. So would you prefer that it's, with, with small exceptions, that it, it's basically um, conflict resolution show over? Conflict no. resolution show over? Or do you kind of prefer that over the course of a whole season there's bits and pieces going along and, yeah. and at the end you hope to get somewhere?
0: I'd, I'd rather have the whole season as one big show and each episode is split up into a section of that show. A bit like 24. I I can't get into 24. I've tried many times and I've got halfway through certain seasons and then, nope, that's it. I can't do anymore. But I like the idea of it. But I see Fringe. I've tried to watch Fringe and mm-hmm. I, mm, I can't get into it. I can't do it.
1: Fringe bounces back and forth between like a monster of the week mentality and then they'll have two or three episodes that build this overriding arc. But then they get away from it and they... I don't think that's really the best fit either, even though I, I like the show. It, some weeks you go and you get nothing and you're you're in the mood for that kind of long arc and then other weeks you you feel like, well <laughs> we all we got was some information here, we didn't really get a lot of action. Yeah. I don't like in comic books and T V shows in general when it's something that requires a giant investment or that you be there from the beginning. You know, I, I had a number of T V shows that I kind of found out about later and I tried to watch and I just felt like I missed too much yeah and as a kid or even an adult with comic books, like when i was I was going through some of the old books I have upstairs now, and a lot of my things from the early eighties are <laughs> they're silly stories, but it's you know um the bad guy of the, of the month, basically you know Peter Parker is uh buying flowers for Aunt May's birthday and <laughs> bumps into this creepy looking guy he turns out to be um a disgruntled electrician. He builds himself a super suit. Spider Man shuts him down.
0: What's the you. next one?
1: You know, go buy another one. And there were a few big events that were crossovers between things or, or long, ongoing story arcs. But in general, you could buy a comic book and you got a whole story. And, and nowadays, there's a couple times I've tried to buy comics because I'm kind of interested in some things going on. And it's, you basically get. Um, Ten minutes of a story. That's that's a two three day event. So you're gonna have to buy other issues and yeah. Generally, I end up buying these collections that tell the whole story, like a, a year later, where they put a bunch of issues together. But right. it's a different
0: experience. A bit like um, Quantum Leap. You had your initial thing that happened, but then each week it was just, he was set into a, a different situation which he had to resolve, and then he'd move on to the next situation. But all all the time trying to find the way back home.
1: Right, that and Sliders were both that same kind of story. Mm. But I think the issue with that, and probably what Lost was kind of trying to avoid, is how, you know, at some point you have to be moving toward an ending. And there were a lot of times where you could watch eight episodes in a row and you didn't
0: feel like they got any closer <laughs> to getting home.
1: But so, well, I don't know.
0: We're not here to talk about Lost. <laughs> Go see Lost, uh, Rethinking Lost if you want to hear about Lost at RethinkingLost.Bobbean.com Rethinking Lost is a weekly conversation across the Atlantic, brought to you by Scott and Elton. Listen as they theorize spoiler-free on the hit ABC television show Lost. Witty, thought-provoking, light, and funny. Rethink Lost. Anything happened in the news uh, around your way? Because we've had a big volcano that stopped everything and everyone's moaning and groaning. I Understandably. Yeah. Have they made a big deal about it over in the States?
1: Uh, just that it could happen here and, you know, what if? And, you know, then you get a couple people who are offended that parallels are being drawn between that and when um, airspace was shut down here for the terror attacks. And the people are just nuts. They don't get it sometimes. Mm hmm. But in general, I mean, it's been news. Kind of a the the more aware people seem to know how fortunate we are that it's not here.
0: Yeah, the, there was some rumors of uh, people trying to stockpile water and stockpile bananas and apples and all the stuff that gets freighted in on planes from mm-hmm. other countries and you know five days and then it's all over. Why do people do this? I don't understand it, but. It makes you wonder what's going to happen in a an apocalyptic event, i.e., yep. like this happening again. Like you, you've got the Yellowstone uh, volcano, haven't you? Waiting to. Uh,
1: it's a. I don't know if there's a volcano there. It's a geyser. The Mount St. Helens went up a while yeah. ago. But uh, I don't know I, we were reading some things here. They said it last time that erupted. It was ongoing for two years. What's so the Helens. No, yours. Your Icelandic volcano. Oh, okay. I don't remember. They were saying, what if that were to happen? And
0: It's almost know. like the end of the world happening now, though, isn't it? We've had tsunamis. Didn't Hawaii get hit by a tsunami recently?
1: Yeah, yeah that seemed kind of anticlimactic. Not that you hope for a disaster, but mm. it wasn't.
0: Well, Ooh, uh. well, there was lots of warnings, I think. Since the uh, the Boxing Day one a couple of years ago, then yeah. tsunamis like whoa, hang on, what's going on here? So, but we've had earthquakes, we had volcanoes, tsunamis. I know all we need is zombies and aliens landing and mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, killer cyborg monkeys walking around.
1: You were you were saying you wondered what would happen if there was an apocalypse? I remember seeing. Oh, something on a a channel here. They were talking about New York City, which is technically an island. You get access by bridges and all. And I, whatever it was, it talked about what if, what if you couldn't get back and forth. Uh, I think it was what if the bridges were, were destroyed or something. And because of the volume of people on the small size of the island, they said there was only enough food and perishable things there for. It was like a matter of, of days really it was like if you know for the the high concentration of people there and you figure all those high rise buildings and all yeah yeah that
0: it's but what about all know, them hot dog of- vendors there's one on every corner isn't there
1: yeah but then if everybody goes and gets a hot dog that's it it's done <laughs>
0: there there are no more queuing around the block at these vending things <laughs>
1: uh but yeah
0: it's it was interesting it's
1: I think a lot of people take for granted. I we do. We don't have a plan of sorts.
0: Have you got a zombie plan? Just to run, just to run. <laughs> now, what are your thoughts on zombies? Should they run or should they hobble along? Because I'm, I'm under the impression that they should. If you have someone taken over by a zombie disease, uh, they should be, they should walk in the state that they can walk when they're taken over, and then decay from that point forth. So if you're if you're in a wheelchair and you get taken over by the zombie disease, you should be pushing your wheelchair. And mm-hmm. then decay rapidly, muscles fading away. If you're an old person, get overtaken, then you you're not gonna sprint after your next meal. You're gonna struggle along.
1: Well, I always picture it to be kinda like having uh, two weeks of a battery. <laughs> so you know, you have that remote control car and you put the zombie battery in and it's going to just put along slowly, doesn't generate the energy to get up the hill. Yeah. So I picture that same thing with zombie brains.
0: Mm. Have you got any gun stores near you? To no. Go to? Or anything with big sharp machinery? Nope. See, no way. God knows where we'd go. We just had A new, lot of- new doors fitted so we could lock them so they ain't, they ain't going to get in apart from the chimney.
1: I always say that about our. Excuse me. I always say that about our doors and windows. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, why don't we uh, take a look at our bits of news we have to share this week? Do you have an article or story you want to share?
0: Yeah, I've got um, three stories for you this week. Uh, One is related to an article we did yonks ago. It was about diseases, whether they're true or false. Mm -hmm. I think I came up with an article from a a newspaper over here. Well, a lady over here in Devon has caught one of these diseases. Well, it's not really a disease, but, you know, has been inflicted with one of these things. Uh, This lady in Devon has caught foreign accent syndrome. Uh, She suffered from a a severe migraine and woke up one morning speaking with a Chinese accent. Poor little lass. Then she went to bed... Woke up the next day and it was even stronger. And she really sounds Chinese. <laughs> uh, she's phoned up her friends and family and they don't believe her on the phone at all. its I'd imagine it will be like phoning up your parents and putting on a fake accent and, no, it's me. And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course it's you, no worries. And then they put the phone down. And then you ring back, hi, I think we got disconnected. <laughs> they just carry on like that. But this poor lass has, yeah, has it. No,
1: I can see that though, because they say in the article that it's uh, possibly caused by a stroke. Yeah. And I, I think people assume it sounds Chinese, but it's it's just a inability to make certain phonetic sounds. That seems consistent with people who are raised speaking Chinese. So yeah.
0: let me play a but, bit to you if
1: I can. All right. I don't know when I will get my normal voice back, if it will ever come back. Some people have it for a few years, some people forever. Nobody knows. On the day that my voice changed, um, I found it difficult to speak. And when I did speak, it sounded Chinese. Um, That lasted for about a week. And then I woke up. Again, the next day, it will sound more Eastern European, and it has been like that
2: ever since.
0: Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. It makes
1: sense. It's I mean, it says she had a headache. They say they think it's triggered by a stroke, and yeah. the fact that you uh, either clip or draw out your vowel sounds, and that makes sense to me.
0: Yeah. I I do feel very sorry for her, because God knows what I'd do. I think if it happened to me, I'd be mortified, and then I'd probably go through a week of, my God, this is hilarious, and then I'd just be on a downward depression.
1: Well, you hope people would not judge, but the inevitably they do. They sit there and just, they think you're being funny, they think you're being obnoxious.
0: Yeah, of course they will. Everyone would judge that, Christ. Yeah. Uh, I think did you we mentioned... see the other
1: cases they talk about?
0: Yeah, yeah. I was just about to hit on them. Uh, I don't know if we re- reported this on the last time we spoke about it, but if you want to hit them, go for it.
1: Well, I just see the one the the woman in the nineteen forties who developed a German accent after being hit by bomb shrapnel during the
0: war. Yeah,
1: and she was shunned by her community and accused of being a German spy.
0: <laughs> That's tragic. Go on in. Let's hit from you then.
1: Alright, well, again, talking about an article we've referred to before, there was a website that uh, we've mentioned on the show, the Save Fruit Pie, the Magician website. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've actually interacted with Brandon, the guy who runs the site. And unfortunately, it's not very active, but he, he appreciated our mentioning it, and he said he's going to try to get on it and all. And in there is is a nice profile of, of some of those characters and all. Then my brother uh, on his Facebook page recently had posted a picture of a Twinkie the Kid. And I guess Twinkie the Kid has gone... <laughs> He's been revised. And it's it's definitely not the same-looking Twinkie the Kid. So in the back and forth between him and his friends, uh, someone gave me this link, or gave him this link, which is the Sunmade Raisin Tarts It Up. And they're talking about how the, the woman from the Sun-Made Raisins box has received a... Uh, has apparently gotten a tan and some highlights, and found a new place to put those raisins in her bra, and they show how uh, she's gotten a uh, what they call a babelicious makeover.
0: She is very Barbie in it, though, isn't she? I'm, they're both drawings. The old packet has got the old drawing on it, and this one's a, a drawing as well, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, there's a distinct Barbiness about her.
1: Yeah, if you look at the Yahoo version of the article, it actually shows the much older picture of the Sun-Made Raising Girl, which you understand. It's, it's going to look different back in the day, but I don't know. There's there's something about this. That I, I know there's a fascination with this 3D imaging, but mm-hmm. when you 3D these female icons, you're maturing them also. And oh, yeah, of course. And and you don't. I mean, you can make them 3D and not add
0: curvature in the way that they're doing. Mm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Curvature. You've got a daughter, haven't you? Mm -hmm. Has she got any dollies with curves on them? Oh, they all do. Oh, it's the freakiest thing ever. My daughter Kimmy, she bought a one of these dollies, but it probably stands up to her chin. She's a three year old, so you know she's walking around fine. It probably comes up to my waist I'd say and it's it's got everything there it's weird it's horrible (laughs) and she bought it and it's not a baby it's a a little girl so it's Mm -hmm. like a companion doll and she left it in the middle of the front room one night or came down and it was just laying in the middle of the room it looked like a dead body in the middle of the room it was horrible (laughs) and then you you turn around and it's there looking at you with its like, nice little grin, like hee hee. And then half the time it's got its clothes off as well because Kimmy just rips them all off. And oh, it, that's what I think that's what girls do with their dollies, just rip all the clothes off. But and it's got like breasticles and it hasn't got a, um, a lady garden or anything like that. It's, it's, it's got a bottom, but mm-hmm. ugh, it's just gross. I, I don't want to be anywhere near it, it's horrible. <laughs> My, i have like visions of waking up and he's at the end of the bed with his head spinning around <laughs> i'm surprised uh the little girls and boys aren't more
1: creeped out by the realistic looking things yeah. i actually think that they'd be more comfortable with something that looks fake and cartoony because once you get these dolls that look like real babies they're they are just disconcerting and they don't they don't do what real babies do they stare at you and they
0: yeah it's like the chucky syndrome where you see a, a baby in the corner of the room and you think oh, is it alive is it not alive and Ugh. yeah horrible things <laughs> it's not
1: i mean this isn't exactly a, a major redo it's it's a pretty minimal one but it, i mean someone made a conscious effort to add some curvature to the
0: sun made raising girl but she's still in the same uniform. Is that the official uniform for picking grapes? I, guess so. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'll I'll hit you with another story then. All right. Uh, a security officer puts his ni- a nine year old kid into a security X ray machine room to show him his organs. Now I think this guy uh, he was a security officer at a county district courthouse in New Mexico and he got into big trouble after he put his grandson on the conveyor belt of an X-ray scanner used for scanning bags. Now, I've been into uh, a court before. I used to work in Belmarsh, I think. Yeah, Belmarsh Prison and Courts, and they have, like, huge scanners. and It's very much like an airport. You get everything Mm -hmm. scanned. You have to put everything in a tray and slide it through, and this, this bloke has put his grandson on one of these trays and slid him through so he can see his... I think he took a snapshot of the picture so he could see all his internal organs. (laughs) He's like the coolest granddad ever, though, isn't he? (laughs) Yeah, I I don't
1: know. I mean, I understand just because someone... Parents and grandparents all do irresponsible things and sometimes you have to protect the interest of the child and all. But, Mm. I mean, this, this reeks to me of, like, a conflict between the... Mother and the grandfather. Like, I I wonder if they're... If it's, like, the father's father and the... You know, so it's, like, a daughter-in-law kind of situation. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it
1: doesn't look like they have good communication. And even that, like... I mean, she could sit there and be like, Dad, what were you doing? But (laughs) to have actually, like, gotten him in trouble for it and all, it's... I mean, what what grandfather and grandmother has never been, like, uh, you know, oh, when... You want to come? I remember my grandmother worked in a butcher shop, and uh, we went to go visit her once, and we got to go in the back and stuff. Like,
0: yeah, I'm sure we weren't supposed to be there. Swing on the pigs. Yeah, play. play we, with we were the allowed sheep. to go in the back,
1: you know. And, and my dad used to bring me to the office when uh, I was a kid, and you know, we got to fool around the copy machines and things. It's yeah, I I can't really believe they're that worried about his exposure to X rays and like like it wasn't like he was there for hours or.
0: No, I, I don't know if it, the intensity would be different from a, a hospital one or,
1: or. I would think it has to be fairly, weak to, not get through the uh, organs and stuff, right?
0: Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, the ones in the hospital, they, they actually go through. You can just see the faint outline of organs, can't you? Yeah. I mean, what's?
1: I think she's overreacting. I side with the grandfather.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Put him through again. Do, do a family portrait. Through it, that'd be brilliant. Uh, what are your feelings on these full body scanners as well? Because they're starting uh, to put these in uh, airports, and there's a lot yeah, of uproar.
1: I've, I've seen the uproar about that. It it gives an outline of of private parts and stuff like that. I yeah. I don't know. I just
0: there's. Well, apparently I think it's worry too much. It's not for everyone to go through. I think it's more of every. Fifteenth person, they go. Oh, you, you look a bit sus. Let's, you got a bit, bit of a package down there, and you find that you know the guy's actually got some socks stuffed down his trousers, mm. and they're like, ah ha ha, we know your secret. <laughs> but I wouldn't have any problem going through there at all.
1: No, I wouldn't either. I think it's, it's a lot of noise. And- yeah,
0: I know there was a story recently of someone doing it and then getting reprimanded because he commented on the size of the lady's bosoms, and you know. You're going to do that for the first 10, 15 people, and then it's going to get boring. It's going to get dull.
1: But it's not like it's a, a photograph out of Playboy or anything. It's a – you could sit there with a pencil and draw what you're going to see.
0: Yeah, it's a sweaty lady <laughs> waiting to get on a plane.
1: That's, yeah, and that's all you it.
0: get is the outline. You get the contour of the body. Yeah, it's, it's not exactly going into in-depth and HD TV, yeah. is it? Christ. But I haven't got a problem with it. I'll go through it. But yeah, I don't have a problem either. When you go through metal detectors at the airport, do you ever put your arms up? Cause I I always put my arms up for some weird reason. It always feels natural to put my arms up as if, no, <laughs> oh, I haven't got any guns on me. Look. <laughs> no, I,
1: I always am convinced that I've forgotten something, though. Or, like, I, I'm always, well, you know, why doesn't the wedding ring set it off, but your belt buckle does and things like that? I'm always surprised by that stuff.
0: But I I say put more kids through x-ray machines and show them their
2: insides.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, talking about crazy family members and controversy they stir, uh, my other news story for this week was skating Amazon reviewer revealed as an author's wife. Now, I I know we've done some talk about um, strange comments that people put on Amazon and eBay and, you know, it's tough. We've even talked about it on our rethinking loss show the the way anonymous comments work and how people can pretty much say whatever they want without you know really <laughs> being out in public. Yeah. With some digging you can get who they are and you can put it out there, but people can anonymously do a lot of things and they can pretend to be other people too. Even even our thing, you know, you can click comments on I suppose if we wanted to we could sit there and I could pretend to be uh, our, our most ardent fan and you would be answering and it could be me going, I really like Elton. He's yeah. the bestest. Five stars. <laughs> and that's, you know, we could go back and forth like that.
0: Yeah. We don't. Let's take this opportunity to, if if you're anywhere near your computer or iTunes, and just sit, do us a review for us, please. That'd be awesome. Thank you very only, much. Only if it's a good one. Yeah, only good ones. But then that knows and the the purpose of actually doing the review, doesn't it? So, you know, just put what you think. Well,
1: let's put it this way. It's rather than – see, if, when someone puts something negative up, a lot of these times they're up there for good. So let's say someone were to put a comment up that says um, – Scott says, um, too much. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I'll work on it. I won't say um so much anymore. Well, I, I could stop doing it, but that comment is still there. So it's better to send something constructive and negative under the table directly to the person, let them be able to respond to it. And then, you know, when you are happy, if you're not happy, don't say, you don't have something nice to say. It's not worth saying.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'd I'd rather get an email, a stroppy email, and then we could read the stroppy email out and then not rip it to pieces, but you know, just have a little go and say, yes, no, maybe anyway, throw it away.
1: I just, I mean, there's certain things like if, I mean the show is free you don't have to listen if you don't want to so I mean that's certainly (laughs) I I don't think that there's a point for for us or for anybody to to leave a a negative comment on something that if you don't like it you just don't have to listen yeah um but a different situation would be if you've gone on a vacation in a resort uh like I've done that looking for places for us to go on vacation and you go and you look at there's always people who love it. There's people who hate it. But every once in a while, there's meaningful things. Like we were looking at um, uh, like beach resorts. And someone wrote, well, you know, they just opened this facility. They cleared the woods. It's a beautiful facility. But because it's all new, the wildlife is you know, still around. And we found there were a lot of bugs. But uh, OK. So then I look at a couple more comments. Like six months later, someone went on a trip. And they were like, Yeah. It was beautiful, but we had to have the mosquito screens up all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that kind of thing could be perceived as a negative. But it's not, it's not critical of the resort. It's just it's matter of fact. You know, or, or someone says um, we went to this resort in February and it was it was really crowded. It turns out that all the kids are on vacation that time of year. So that tends to be a very busy time. That's not negative so much as saying, uh, you know, the cashier in the store was very rude to me. Okay, well, she might be gone. <laughs> you might have been a jerk to them. It may have been that they were trying to help you. You just didn't like what they had to say. That yeah. kind of thing is is not helpful.
0: So, what happened That's- to this guy then in this story? Well, so this author,
1: uh, he was he write books about Russian history, and. Um, He's one of say like a dozen authors who specialize in these professors. Um, and there was this this uh reviewer who only went by the the moniker historian who just ripped all these other authors. Everyone was awful. They, you know, his writing is so dense and pretentious, itself so tangled in literary illusions that it's hard to follow or enjoy. This is the sort of book that makes you wonder why it was ever published, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. All but one. You know, one one author um, is being hailed as beautiful and necessary, superb, and a storyteller whose writing will go on forever. So I guess these other authors were sitting there going, oh, man, it's you. We know it's you. And he's like, no, 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 it's not. So for qu- quite a while, it's been an ongoing thing. And finally, you know, he's threatening to, to counter Sue. He says, stop saying it's me. I'm not doing it. I'll prove it's not me. Mm. And then somehow, it's not in the article how he found out, but on Friday evening, uh, the author's lawyer made a shocking announcement. My client's wife wrote the reviews, he said in a statement. My client has only just found out about this this evening. Both he and his wife are taking steps to make their position clear.
0: Ah. So, sort of inside job.
1: Yeah, and I can believe he might not have known. And I can even kind of understand... I I don't know about the the knocking other people, but um, like, for example, my wife's work, they have at the bottom of every receipt, they have those customer service surveys and where you you go to restaurants sometimes and they say, you can enter a contest if you please fill out the survey. And the deal is basically, if they don't get all perfect ratings, you know, their boss calls up and wants to know why. Yeah. Why did this person give you four out of five? Why did they say it was only satisfactory instead of outstanding? and they also have to get a certain number of people certain percentage have to respond or her boss calls up and is like how come only 10% of your customers filled out the survey which to me that's absurd cuz all you can do is say please fill it out you can't exactly follow them home and hi i'm just you'll get a negative thing if you pester them too much about the stupid survey
0: yeah of course yeah
1: but she mentioned that some of the other people in her company because you get this massive pressure, and you're denied raises because you don't get enough things, and and really, it's a question you don't have an answer for, and it's something you've no control over. So I guess this other store was uh, they were filling out the they were calling for people. You know, they yeah. would they had an out of town prescription, or someone left a receipt just kind of on the counter. They'd go out to the payphone outside, and they would call. they actually like I can't call even even legitimately from my prescriptions. I'm blocked. Mm-hmm. Or for her, you know, for whatever reason, they block our home phone numbers and our cell phones, which is kind of unfair because we're legitimate customers. But anyway, so this guy was sitting there and and getting ratings and they so they fired him. And I, I could understand how like someone – if you knew your wife was in, tr- in danger of losing her job or, or getting chastised because not enough people were calling, well,
0: then yeah, you, yeah, I would you-
1: try to – I wouldn't fake it necessarily, but I would certainly make sure I got my call in one way or another.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah. There was a, a big scandal over here with the TV and TV, I think it was BBC and ITV got into a lot of trouble for the competitions that they used to run. And some people had their friends phoning in from the show and there was one on a program called Blue Peter where they doctored the, the results—they were—they've—it's tr- a kids' program where they do general activities, and they had held a competition to name a pet. I think it was, and I don't think many people voted in, and then they had friends voting. I think it was,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: it was basically a, a big fix, and then they named named this pet the winning name, and then they had to come out and say, look. We we screwed it up. We falsified all the results. We'll get another pet and then name it the correct name. And there's lots of other competitions like phoning during the adverts where you have like a question bef- just before the adverts. Lot- mm-hmm. Lots of people got pulled up for that. And it's sometimes it, it's a big money making thing, and that's where the problems lie. If they're making money out of it and they're doctoring the results, then they've got a big problem because that's fraud. Mm-hmm. so they they can't go down that lines, and that's why i I've never phoned up a competition on on the t v at all i I don't do the big brother thing I don't do the x factor thing I don't do I'm a celebrity thing because one, I don't really watch them things number two, <laughs> I think they're yeah you know, it's just money going into certain people's pockets and you're just lining in their pockets and you it's not going anywhere yeah, ten percent of this might go to charity but Okay, fine. You have gotta go through the administrators to find that. I might as well just go down the road and put ten pound in the the hospice shop. Might as well do that. Well, all right. Do you think
1: it's a big deal if, let's say, you um, you invent like a fitness product. You've got <laughs> like. Well, you know, you sit yeah, go there on. and you're like, I'm gonna take uh, you take some broken toy and you're like, you know what, I can make this like a you know, a sit-up bar or something, you know, whatever. And so you've got a couple of friends, your brother-in-law, your uncle, um, your neighbor, and they happen to be doctors. And so you're like, oh, I got three out of four doctors recommend this product. Okay, that's manipulated. They're your friends and family who happen to say, yeah, buy Elton's product. Yeah. It's misleading in a way in that their basis, their endorsement is based on not the product itself, but i mean i I think that's not necessarily a problem i i I don't think that's that big a deal now if they were to sit there and and uh, make false claims about your competition, I could see that and even this this lady i mean everything she wrote sounds like an opinion if if you sit there and you see um like I don't know what kind of things you look up reviews for online, but say like a movie review and it just even, even if it's like a friend, you have certain friends who hate everything and
0: you have yeah. certain friends
1: who like everything. You you don't give their opinion much weight.
0: Yeah.
1: So when you click on this woman and she's bashed everything except for this one author, you'd probably be like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to look at the other nine people who said it was a good book.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll give you a perfect example of that. If you ever listen to happy times, one of our, our friends on Twitter, yes. um, Tim, he, he's got a podcast and he reports on uh, apps for the iPhone or the I thingy. He goes through a couple of the reviews and I like what he does. He, he goes through and he, he goes to the, the best reviews and he, he agrees with it. He goes, more often than not, he'll go to the most critical reviews and there'll be idiots writing stuff on, oh, it wouldn't download. So he, they give it a one star. And oh, this app froze on me. It it doesn't relate very well. It's, it's yeah. more more often than not, it's the operator's fault, and yet they still give it a one star review. So sometimes, to counterbalance that, I'm I'm sure other people go out and oh look, give, just give me a five star review. That's fine, perfect. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, it's all counterbalanced, isn't it? So yeah, the
1: unfortunate thing is. Something negative can do a lot of damage. And mm-hmm. I mean, I even talked to that with uh, my son. Like if, let's say you uh, you get A's on, you get perfect scores on a couple of, four tests in a row. Or four homework assignments in a row. And then you, you get a zero on the last one for whatever reason. You didn't study, you didn't do it, you didn't hand it in. Or f- f- that one little slip up it does a lot of damage. And statistically and it just takes a long time to be able to to really build yourself back up. And when you're doing something where the stars are from 0 to 5 and one or two people do like a 0 or 1 star review you know that that really puts a chink in the in the number there.
0: Oh, it's probably kicking the teeth.
1: Yeah. So I I don't know. I do I want one star reviews absolutely not. We made a little bit of a a fuss about the person who reviewed our Thinking Lost thing and gave a, a low review only because they were clearly talking about a different show yeah. in the review. They were talking about people who never appeared on our show. But but I I do think there's a bit of an overreaction against this this lady and you know I I understand her motives were good. I'm sure she crossed the line. I'm sure she got downright nasty in some of her reviews. And in that case, the stuff's justified. But yeah, you know just just the fact that someone might be uh, either padding their own stats or or kind of like, well, anyone would do Like, I'm sure if if Amanda had a chance to, to rate your business and someone else, she'd be like, Elton's is the best, that everyone stinks. I had to wait an hour. You know, it's different between lying and just saying you're not happy or you don't like
0: something. Oh, little do you know. <laughs> 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 anyway. Anyway, I'm going to move on to the next one. Yes, this is our, f- our, our final, make it good. Yeah, okay. Are you sure you're ready mm-hmm. to squirm on this one? I'm, I'm sure you're already looking at it. Uh, uh, surgeon cuts off testicle by mistake at Berry Hospital.
1: It's got quotation marks, like yes. the unnecessary quotation marks we talked about last week. Yeah.
0: Did you hear me? By mistake. Anyway, um... A patient lost a testicle during an operation because the surgeon cut it off by mistake, a medical council hearing has been told. Dr. Sulaiman al-Hurani was only supposed to cut out a cyst, but removed the whole right testicle instead.
1: Well, I'll go to that again right now. Not that I'm always defending these other people, but it'd be one thing if, you know, he shouldn't have been in the area at all. You know? Yeah, it sounds like he pray. shouldn't have been there. Well, but the, I thought that's where the cyst... I picture that being where the cyst was.
0: Oh, right, okay, yeah. Go on. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm assuming it's like a...
0: Yeah, I'm, prostate I'm... ...kind of
1: area operation. But maybe not. I mean, if if it's a matter of a thing where... I mean, he was <laughs> supposed to go in and get, uh, you know, a hernia removed and got his leg amputated. That's a big deal, but... This, this seems like maybe just a little more was taken out than was supposed to. Not that I want that to happen.
0: Well, I don't know. I, mm, mm, I'm I'm going to go on the assumption that he's a qualified doctor because he's called Doctor. Right. But accidents do happen. And maybe, he, maybe he's got a tick. Maybe he's got a little twitch. Maybe he got nervous. Maybe he was thinking of something else and he went to cut the cyst off and shoop, sliced off a, a nad. By accident.
1: <laughs> well, it happened while the nurse turned away for a moment,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. She said that she, um, it was all there. She turned around. When she turned back, <laughs> the doctor was probably hanging it up next to his face going, look what I took off. <laughs> Where does this come from? <laughs> it's like in
1: the cartoons when, uh you know, like you got the cat and the bird and the, the grandmother and the grandmother says, let me just turn over here for a second. And turns back and the cat's got like the feather sticking out of its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd the bird go? I
0: don't know. Well, no, apparently no, this... No, no, no. Let, let me find the... Sorry, let me find the... Um. The GMC was also told of another incident in August 2006 where the doctor had consulted a colleague and was advised to inject a patient with 10 milligrams of midazolum, I think it is. I don't know, of 10 grams of pretty happy juice a powerful sedative drug. He then gave the patient eight milligrams and injected himself with the other two milligrams. (laughs) Oh, talk about sharing needles as well. What an idiot. So he's done, right? Yeah, he's got to be done, Christ. Well, no. It
1: says it's alleged the doctor, who was now practicing in Jordan and was not present
0: at the hearing, did all these things. Oh, yeah, he's been booted out from here, though.
1: Yes. But he's still practicing in Jordan.
0: Still makes you want to check your balls just in case you do have a cyst there, though, doesn't it?
1: Well, they say, I've heard that. Like, if you're going to go in and for, like, a major surgery, say you're having an amputation for, like, diabetes or something, they say you're supposed to, like, write in Magic Marker, this leg, not that leg, or...
0: Sharpie your leg, just... (laughs) Put little stitch marks on biggest, your leg. Cut here. My
1: biggest, biggest fear of, I think we did talk about this once before, though, too, is you go in for an operation and you're not properly anesthetized, that you're, like, aware, yeah. but can't respond.
0: Ooh. That would be awful. It would be. But they, they sellotape your eyes shut, so, you know, they can't tell that you've woken up. And you, you're paralyzed, really. You can hear everything going on. You can probably feel a little bit. Yeah, I've heard stories of sharping stuff on your arms or legs or, you know, cut long here and don't do this, don't do that, please. I want mm-hmm. this. I don't want this that. This one, not that. Yeah. Yeah. the Well,
1: they say, I've heard that before. You make sure you do it, but you. I'm
0: getting that know. feeling, you know, if you get kicked in the balls by your kid mm-hmm. and you get that sharp pain just rising up into, into the bottom of your stomach. I'm getting that right now. I oh, did. <laughs> Well, you know, we had, uh, we had another story we were
1: going to talk about. I think we'll actually table that um, for a future conversation and instead go to a, a related link on there because this is more re- more relevant to our our conversation. And you know we'll invite you guys to poke around the site itself. So I guess the site, it's called Gizmodo, and it has a lot of things. And uh, one of the headline stories right now is um, actually five of the headline stories right now are about the apple iphone 4 yeah the new one like yes the someone found an iphone they dissected it there's an article about how apple lost that iphone about why apple can't get it back um how it was concealed which i actually thought was pretty cool and so basically all the headlines are stories about this apple iphone and we were going to talk about that but then Elton found a related link, which is actually what we're going to talk about today. And it's the girlfriend body pillow. The saddest <laughs> place to lay your head. So, this, uh, <laughs> you're talking about the Barbie dolls and such, it's scary. It's,
0: um, it, it's wrong, isn't it? Uh, this pillow consists of a, a pink square pillow. And coming off the top left-hand shoulder is an arm that runs down, and you have two breasts to hold and cup to your pleasure. And it's also got a little rubber hand at the bottom as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, it's as if you were rolling and cuddling with your loved one in bed, and this pillow is the perfect shape, although you would probably have stitching over the boobies on this one. <laughs> well, here, let me read. Uh, this is the description. You can buy it at
1: Sears. For $10. Is that? Oh, so, oh I'm going to That's man. all. $10. So uh, here's the product description. Girlfriend pillow. Do your wife's business trips make you unease at bedtime? Perhaps the fact you don't have her around to share, to share your dreams makes it harder for you to fall asleep. This comfortable pillow recreates the comfort of having your beloved partner. Thinking about the fact of sleeping alone produces an isolated feeling, especially if you are used to have the soft, comfortable arm or maybe you enjoy a better sleep when you locate your neck in your girlfriend or wife's breast. <laughs> this, is, this is like a spammer wrote this. But it is. It's from the Sears website, which is really scary. This hug pillow has an extension that replicates the soft arm of your partner and also adds a breast-like sensation on the pillow, giving all the contour of your loved one. Your days of uncomfortable nights are over. That I'll tell you right now, that has to be our moral of the week your days of comfort your days of uncomfortable nights are over cool whether your wife is away working or you broke up with your girlfriend this hug (laughs) pillow will maintain the comfort of your sleep girlfriend pillow imitates the contour of your loved one at your side while you sleep
0: let's see do we have any customer readings it says um it gives you perfect contour of your loved one. Have you seen the breasts on this? They're, they're like two footballs stitched onto the front of it. And they've got the seams running like crosses acro- <laughs> across them. Unless you're going out with Frankenstein and he likes to stitch your girlfriend up a little bit. Then no, it's not <laughs> going to feel like that at all, is it? And what's, what's with the yellow rubber glove at the end as well? Where does that go? Where does that tuck in? It's scary. Now this has um customer
1: ratings and reviews. It has no ratings. Well here.
0: And I've bought one.
1: <laughs> Be the first to rate and review this item it says. You bought one, really? No, no, really. What else? <laughs> no, not really. Product description. Who wrote that product description? I mean I I do editing for work all the time and I mean, it, you pay someone like 50 cents to go through that and proofread that.
0: Oh, th- this is getting weirder and weirder. I've just looked on the Gizmodo thing. And if you mm-hmm. scroll down, you've got lots of comments yeah. that say, I, n- I know a few men sleeping with who sleep with one and screw buying it for myself. This would be an excellent gag gift idea. I suppose it'd be a good little gag gift idea. I don't understand. Where do I penetrate? <laughs> But they've also got a a male version, which you can... It says, would it make a lovely couple? I suppose it would. I wonder if they fit together. That'd be cute. Yeah. It wouldn't be cute. You're wrong there. (laughs) If you scroll down a little bit further, you've got um, body-length pillows, and they've got uh, almost like a manga lady in her, I don't know, skimpy outfit. Yeah. Laying on there, and oh, I don't want to think why that's on there. And uh, I, I suggest anyone <laughs> listening to this go to the the website and just have a look at these these two pillows and the yeah. man pillow as well.
1: This <laughs> is hard to believe that someone decided this was a good idea, and then, well, no, I could, or someone says like a big pillow, like stuffed animal or something, like. I've seen those things before, but then that someone thought this particular one was good because like the man pillow has like a button down shirt, a little collar, a little pocket. The arm is at kind of a natural angle.
0: But you don't lay in bed with the shirt, do you?
1: No, but I mean, it's, it doesn't look as haphazardly made. This looks like no. uh, two drunken frat boys were like, like the man pillow, the arm is a natural angle. This is like a, uh, an L. The elbow is up at the shoulder. <laughs> the hand comes yeah. straight down. It's like big Popeye arms, a little... <laughs> <laughs> you know, originally I was going to say a good moral would be that an X-ray would make a fabulous family portrait, because you had said that.
0: Yeah. But... No, we go with what you said start- on the other one. I was going to say check your balls, but that's a bit too obvious. <laughs>
1: Your days of uncomfortable nights are over. There's just something about
0: that That Yeah. No, let's go for that one. I'm happy with that one. Well, should we uh, close out the show here? Leave it on a a nice soft latex gloved ending, (laughs) I suppose. Everyone has a happy ending. (laughs) God. All
1: right. Yes, I think we're all set. So we'll be back in about a week with another episode. Yep. Uh, Definitely appreciate the feedback we got. You know, I, I got a couple of tweets from people about my uh, uh, discomfort with the smart quotes, and we had a couple other nice responses to our our last couple shows. So, do keep sending emails to bombastpodcast at gmail dot com. You can leave comments on the site at bombastpodcast.podbean.com. dot podbean dot com. And Elton has set up a new website which uh, will contain the feed for. The Apotheosis of Bombast and Rethinking Lost Shows, as well as a couple others we're hoping to add
0: in there. That's right. You want to yeah. plug that? Uh yeah, okay. Might as well. Um if you go along to rogue 2com dot com. That's rogue two dot com. I think it's you- spelled out.
1: Not the number two. It's T
0: W O. Yeah. roguetw dot com. I think if you hit the WWWs as well, it'll come up definitely. Wait, so. not T not T O O. What did I T-W-O-O. say? T W T double Did I say double O? Yeah. Oh no. T W O. Sorry. <laughs> Don't not, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going a bit <laughs> Should we not mention it? Should we cut it out? I'll... No no no, we'll mention it, mention okay. it and then people can go there and laugh. But at the moment I'm putting old stuff up at the moment, so You know, click on it if you want. Please subscribe, then unsubscribe, and then subscribe again, and then leave lovely comments, as you will, if you don't mind. Um, Yeah, we've also got a Facebook page as well. I'm looking to put topics up there for a live show that we're going to be doing very soon. Mm -hmm. We're just waiting for a couple of things to come out the way, and then we'll do a live show. I think a little bit more regular than what we have been doing and what we were actually planning to do, so... Yeah. Leave, leave topics up there leave articles up there if you find anything weird in the newspaper or that you want us to go over then leave it up there and we'll try and hit it
1: alright I guess we'll uh, leave it at that then
0: yeah definitely thank you very much guys for listening uh, as yeah. I say just leave stuff on the sites or email us and uh, we'll see you in about a week yep see you later cheers guys bye, bye. bye. Listen to Rethinking Lost
2: Weekly, a podcast dedicated to the hit TV show Lost,
1: now in your podcast room. Join the conversation. Discuss theories.
2: Question answers.
1: Email rethinkinglost at gmail.com. Rethinkinglost.podbean.com.